0: Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. Welcome everybody. I am really looking forward to a neat interview today with Claire and she has written a book. But before I go into that, Claire was a part of a kingdom educator challenge back in February, 2020. Actually, it might've been at the end of January, right before COVID hit. And then she mm-hmm. joined, um, with a past business partner and I, a, sprint to the end of the school year. And we stepped into kingdom identity, what that looked like in your classroom, applying, just being in partnership with the Holy spirit while we are teaching, but also coming to him for curriculum. And it was so neat running with Claire during this time, because she stepped into this new season of hearing God's voice in her classroom and creating curriculum for her Spanish speaking students. And it was so fun to see all the creative ideas that the Lord was giving her. So Claire, I am so excited to have you today and to hear your latest creation that God has put on your heart. So welcome. Thank you so
1: much, Jessica. I'm so honored to be here. I listen to your podcast every time you put one out and (laughs) um, I'm just, you're so inspiring. So I'm excited to be a part of this.
0: Thank you. It's an honor to have you. So I am looking forward to today because I just love your heart to call out the golden students. And in this new book that you have, I am Aaron, you're really highlighting some growth that one of your students made. And I'd love to just hear the background of the story. And then if you want to lead into how you got the heart to want to write the book, I am Aaron. Yeah. So I actually
1: mentored Aaron back when I was just in college. So studying and a part of a church, and we had this opportunity to kind of partner with a school in the area. So that was when I was still student teaching and things like that. But it was a just a kind of volunteer um, opportunity that I decided to take. But it was really cool to see how God took that from being just a simple once a week on Friday, spending an hour with him in the library on his reading um, and some you know games at the end to being really a I want to say a lifelong friendship with him and his family, I was able to get to know his mom through that program, also his siblings, his whole extended family. And to this day, we're I think at least 10 years later, every time I go visit my family in Texas, I'm living in California now. But whenever I go back, we always stop by to see him and his family um, and still have that connection him with You know, they know my family, I know theirs. Yeah. And, um, but that's kind of where the story began was just, um, watching Aaron in the struggle of being at school, struggling with reading, having some different obstacles and just watching him grow and really learn to love to read. And that was my inspiration for writing the book, not only to share his story, but also to inspire other kids that struggle with similar things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know when I read your Facebook post about the book and kids struggling in school, it made me think about many students that I've had and how just knowing that another kid can do it. Sometimes it puts it in our heart that if they can do it, I can't do for sure. <laughs> so yeah. I love that piece about just wanting to encourage other kids. I know you have even more of a purpose behind it. And I know that we probably have listeners that have had a burning desire to write children's books. And just wanting to to hear more of your heart about how do you see writing your writing I am Aaron? And I'm assuming you probably have other dreams in your heart for continuing to write, but what what does that look like for you being a kingdom educator? Like the purpose. How does that kind of go to a deeper place than just writing a book and having maybe an extra stream of income?
1: I think that as an educator, you know, we want students to be able to succeed. And so that was my yeah. heart with writing the book was that any child who opened the book would have even just miracles in reading, you know, brain um, rewiring, or even disorders or things like that, that that Jesus would just heal those. Yeah. But also, I think just praying over the kids that are going to read this book, that was a big part for me. And that's the same thing I do in the classroom is just my heart is for God to use what I'm doing, every part of it from the way I set up my classroom, the way I wrote the book all of it I was like God I want it to be exactly the way that these kids need it to be and the exact way that you can most use the words on the page to transform lives and so it's much bigger for me than than just selling a book originally it was just an idea I have lots of ideas and a lot of them I've never mm-hmm. done <laughs> but yeah. this one it was like it stuck it didn't go away in fact I had people you know that didn't even know about the book a friend, that was like, you know, I feel like you're two thirds of a way through writing a book and God really wants you to finish it. And I was like, wow. you know, this person had no idea that I was yeah. writing a book. And I was at a huge writer's block at that point. So I basically quit and was not planning on picking up my pen until I heard that. And I was like okay, (laughs) fine, God, I'll keep trying, you know, and later on, I hit another writer's block. And my sister actually was like, Hey, how's that book going? And I was like, Oh, I haven't, you know, done anything with it in months. And so it just kind of, you know, I felt like God was just leading me to continue. And it was five year process. But I think it's just, you know, to encourage people, if you have an idea, and you feel like God's leading you to do it, even if you have no idea how, um, I had no idea how to write. I was like, teaching is my thing. Writing is just, you know, maybe, maybe I could try it, but I didn't have any experience. And God just really put all the pieces together, gave me the right people
0: that did have the know-how Yeah, and it ended up coming together. So that's so neat. I love how he kept like reminding you, Claire, Claire, I put this in your heart and I want you to yeah. finish it mm-hmm. and to finish. And then you pushed past even the time. I know sometimes we can start something and then it feels like a failure to even go back. Oh, it's too old or I can't use this or it's out of date. Mm -hmm. We give these, I guess the non qualifiers (laughs) to things that we've done, but he's like, finish this. So I, I love that you finished that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're writing, what did that look like in terms of finding balance with teaching? Cause I know some of us think about that. Like if we, even with entrepreneurial stuff, I know some people have side businesses while they're teaching and How did you find balance with writing? That's been a huge journey for me. I mean, I was the classic overworked teacher,
1: especially starting out, which is common for the first year, you know, but even after that, one of my favorite things to do is, in my passions is, you know, designing lessons for students. So it's, it's hard to kind of rip yourself away from that and make time for other things. Um, But I noticed a big imbalance even before starting to write. I just noticed, Hey, I think, I feel like my life is now completely revolving around teaching. And I need to balance that even with my just personal life, my marriage, my home. And then I started studying again to get my master's. So that was like a quick way to see that I couldn't keep working after hours so much. Yeah. So there were different things plus the writing. So I was like, if I want to have a life outside of school beyond just teaching, which I felt God leading me to do other things Mm -hmm. as well, then I'm going to have to figure out how to balance this. And I actually ended up taking a summer course this past summer called the 3pm teacher, I just I happened to see it on Facebook, and I felt like God was on it. So I I took that class and it was like, lots of systems and organization and tips for how to be able to separate life at work and life outside of work, because they were like, the best teachers are people that can actually have a personal life to bring back to the classroom. Because if we're constantly only thinking about school all the time, then that's not the healthiest version of ourselves to bring to our students. So you know, that really impacted me. Mm. And I think this year, I've been able to leave on time and have, you know, my brain base to think about other things, focus on other things, Um, And that's kind of what I did with my writing as well was God, how many hours do I need to be at school beyond the contracted time? What does that look like? How how much time should I be spending here so I can actually get done with everything I need to do? Be a fabulous teacher because I didn't want to sacrifice that either. Yeah. How much time do I need to be able to be high quality and still have a high quality life outside of school. And that's kind of just those kind of boundary setting was huge for Mm -hmm. me in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was also new, also just simple things like my phone. I now have a work mode and I have a personal mode that I. it's just settings on your phone to where I don't get work emails when I'm at home. And then when I'm at, at work, I don't get home stuff, you know, yeah, separating those two times of the day has even been a a great way to like not get distracted in one area or the other,
0: which I feel like teachers sometimes really suffer from not setting boundaries, because Mm -hmm. we feel like it's selfish, or Mm -hmm. sometimes some of the things moms feel too, and it Mm -hmm. feels selfish, but it's actually protecting the health of ourselves and our family. So did the class teach you some of the stuff about the work life separation, even on your phone? Oh, yeah, it was so so helpful.
1: Yeah, it was just things that I was like, oh, a ton of aha moments. You know, I've gotten so many compliments from parents, from parents who are working in the classroom. This organization is amazing. And the systems and um, I've actually gotten people have noticed things this year, more than in the past, even Mm -hmm. though I'm working less. and I think that's, I think that's a God thing, but, (laughs) but also that the practical tools of a lot of prioritizing, Mm -hmm. you know, what's the main thing, God, what is, cause I could spend an eternity on all the little tasks and they never end. And so I feel like, you know, there's, if we don't kind of close the door and then leave it knowing that we did the most important things that day, Mm -hmm. that's a big piece of it. I think.
0: Oh, that is really powerful. So remind us of the name of the course in case people want to go find it because this sounds yeah. like a jewel. <laughs> yeah, it
1: is. It was called the 3 p.m. teacher um, and it's by easy organization tools.
0: Okay. Can people find them on Facebook or Instagram?
1: Yep. Just type in easy organizational tools or you can just Google it. Okay. I definitely recommend it. It changed my, yes. changed my life after three
0: 30 p.m.s. Yeah, no, I Mm -hmm. really like that. And I think that the Lord can really honor Claire, the time that you put in to learn. Cause I know you are, you seek after things that are going to help, like just Mm -hmm. knowing the different classes you've taken and you're doing your masters and everything and fitting, cause this is like your fourth year, right? Fourth or fifth year teaching Mm -hmm. fourth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've gone after like, what are the things that I need? Holy spirit, how can I use this? And I just appreciate that intentionality because I think that as we continue or, or learn how to walk with friend, Holy spirit. He takes the things we've learned and shows us his even higher way of using it. And that comp, those compliments that you got is just proof of yes, you're breathing on it. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So good. Okay. will you share with us some nitty gritties about the book. I'm curious where you maybe found your um, illustrator and then how you went about choosing a publisher. Yeah. So my journey with writing was very up and down all
1: around. It's cool to look back and go, oh, wow, God really put it together. But at the time I was just like, help, you know, like, where do I go from here? I did not have, I didn't think I had any connections in the writing world at the time. And so I was just blindly going into this, I had a totally different idea of what writing was, it was very different than what I expected. But I basically just was like, I started literally in my journal, I wrote like four different versions of the book, didn't have a clue which way I wanted to go with it. I was like, I could make it Christian, I could make it non Christian, I could, you know, do it this way or that. And so I got stuck there for quite a while until I was just talking with my husband and I brainstorming. I was like, what can I do? I feel like I need someone to help me along in this journey. And he was like, well, what about our friend? Cause he's from Mexico city. And I had lived there for a couple of years doing ministry yeah, before moving back to California. And he was like, we have this friend from the ministry we were doing. And he was like, she knows how to edit. So we should just contact her. And so we did. Yeah. And she was willing to jump on and just help me. She had never done a children's book, but she was doing other types of books. So um she was huge in helping me with the practicals with publishing too. We talked about all the different options and I looked at options here in the States. And there was, you know, one that my church kind of uses for some of the more well-known authors. And I was like, Oh, oh my goodness, that is, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to afford that. And so I started looking kind of more. Because what's the ballpark for that? If you have someone, just so people
0: kind of know.
1: Well, when I looked at that specific one, it was, I mean, I wouldn't have even, I think qualified for it because I, because I hadn't written a book before things, but that was like $14,000 so I was like that is not
0: gonna happen but they edit it and publish
1: it they do yes it's like a contract that's kind of the the people that will make thousands of copies and sell them all over the place and so I was like I think I'm just wanting to do 100 copies for now just yeah I really wanted to just be obedient in what I felt like I was supposed to do but also just get my feet wet in the process and so sure we ended up just through a connection a pastor in Mexico he has a kind of his own little publishing company that he has translated books from my church into Spanish kind of distributed in Mexico and, and in Latin America so that's where we went for that and he did a great job and so and it was definitely much more affordable. And he was able to do a smaller amount of copies. Yeah. And since we go every year to visit my in-laws, then we were able to just do it that way and even check along the process, look at the copies, give feedback and all of that. So that was the way that that worked out. Oh, the the illustrator, I had been looking on Instagram, just all the kind of art that I was drawn to. And Mm -hmm. eventually through a friend that I knew who's in Latin America, one of her friends does prophetic arts called from heaven art. So I literally found him on Instagram and loved his design. He does lots of simple prophetic art. And I just messaged him and then we ended up doing a three way call. It was all during COVID. So everything we did was basically online that made it Mm -hmm. even more challenging, you know, plus the Mm -hmm. kind of international Aspect of it. So it took a while, but he did a great job and it was just the perfect, what I had envisioned, but even better.
0: How special Mm -hmm. to find someone who is doing prophetic art because you're wanting your book to have Mm -hmm. impact. And then, Claire, I'd love you to speak more to you want it to help kids step up into that place. If they can do it, I can do it too, and encouraging them. Is this a book that public school teachers could read in their classroom or if someone wanted to give a gift for? Christmas? Is this something that they could give to a family that doesn't know Jesus or who's the intended audience?
1: It can be really anyone. You know, a lot of people that already know God can relate because there's some parts of, you know, Jesus helping kids through hard times. But then I've also, you know, my school has a couple of copies in their library because it does you know have the word jesus in there a couple times but it's more focused on aaron's journey and really mm-hmm. with the freedom of religion in public schools there's nothing against having that in the library as long as they're not limiting other religions or you know from being in the library so it's just one other option out there yeah. and just
0: that diversity that we can have in our schools and just for people who don't know claire does work at a public school in california mm-hmm. and so that's really neat that they purchase some copies mm-hmm. from you for the yeah. library that's and I really ha- neat. you know
1: every week my kids are checking that book out so i get to hear their feedback Aww. and it's really special and Um, A lot of the parents at our school have purchased my book and
0: I've gotten really good feedback from it. What an encouragement and they're like purposely supporting you. And I hope you're saving the feedback player because if you ever need to write reviews Mm -hmm. or you end up going further down the road of writing and things, that would be good pieces to keep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what encouragement would you give to teachers who maybe have a burning desire for a little while or a long while writing a book? I definitely think go
1: for it because there were so many times that I thought this isn't really good enough, you know, and I think all creatives at some point most likely have thought this isn't really that great of an idea or it's not perfect or what if no one wants to read this or it's not going to go anywhere or and this idea came in the process that really got me to keep moving forward and, and that is nobody is like you and so whatever you create. If you don't do it, then it just won't exist in the world. And no one can write exactly the way that you can. No one has the experience that you have. Um, no one has that perspective, just that uniqueness that God designed you with. People are going to be missing out on that if you don't go for it. And that's kind of what you know motivates us when we do hit those writer's blocks or um, all the doubts or maybe even just lack of the connections or the know how if God's leading you to do it, he will bring those things in. He'll help you make it happen. But also just thinking like the final product is something that someone needs and it's yeah. only you can give it that specific way that God's designed you to give it.
0: Oh, that's huge. Thank you for sharing that because mm-hmm. I think it is It's something we forget. God made us in his image. We have something to deliver to the world. And it's really important that we follow through so that people receive what they're supposed to get from us. It's not just about mm-hmm. us. <laughs> but that's something really important that we're supposed to deposit in the people around mm-hmm. us. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Would you share how we can get a copy of I Am Erin?
1: Thank you for asking. So, if you have Instagram, that's the easiest way. You just go on to it's the Spanish name of the book, which is Soyaron. So I'll spell it out: S O Y A A R O N underscore book. So you can just type that in, um, and then right there on the top, you know, of the profile is the link to click on that leads you to the payment information and all of that. Um, So I'm just shipping them from my house. So the link is right there in my profile on soyaron underscore book on Instagram.
0: Thank you, Claire. I will put that also in the podcast descriptions so you can find it below this episode right here. And then before we get off today, I have a scripture verse for you, Claire. I was just praying before we met today. And I just want to bless you because I feel like this book is seed. I feel like this is the first of several that you're going to do. And it comes from second Corinthians nine, 10. And it says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So I just really felt like today that the Lord just wants to encourage you that he is increasing your seed because he is Lord of the harvest and he's the one who gives you what you need. But I just feel like, there's a blessing coming with this book. And it's not only with the harvest of the righteousness that you've sown and being obedient to the Lord, but that there's going to be so many kids beyond what you've even heard from, or these parents you've heard from. But part of the generosity that you have given in writing the book is going to come back as thanksgiving to God from the people who have read it. So we just thank you, Jesus, for Claire. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in and through her. We thank you, Lord, for the store of righteousness that she has sown. And we thank you, Lord, for the harvest coming out because of this book. And we ask, Lord, that you continue to give her dreams and visions and revelation about the things that she's to continue to sow into the world of education, that we might see all men's hearts and kids' hearts drawn to the heart of the Father. Whether they know you or not, we just thank you that they can be in touch with you through the things that we create. So we just pray these things, yeah, in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure, Claire. And it was such a treat to get to have you today. And thank you for taking the time to be with us. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends and education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources in-person and online events and receive my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash declarations. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. Speaking Words of Life for educators. Until next time, don't forget... You're a world changer and what you do every day is changing lives.